you're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockholds and Tom Hiscott. Welcome, listeners, to another episode of the Toolstation Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockholds, and I am delighted to be joined on the line by Tom Hiscott. Hello, Tom. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing well. Uh, not too bad a uh, start to the year, so it's going well. How about yourself? I'm all right. How are those New Year's resolutions proving? Are you still, um, you know, are you still as sober as a judge? <laughs> of course, the same as always, yeah. <laughs> no, God, no. Where's the fun in that? Um, right then, we are here to discuss... Well, I'll tell you what, Tom, I don't think we've had ever... We've ever had so much exciting football to discuss. I mean, we've got the FA Vars, of course. We've got a very full round of not only Premier Division but um, First Division matches. I know there's been p- some postponements, but when you look at the fixtures that are coming up next week, the fixtures now, that you know, the league table, it really is really shaping up. So it's a very, very exciting turn of the year. Um, we're going to kick off with the FA Vars on Saturday the 6th of January. There was only one show in town. It was the fixture that pulled the biggest gate in the FA Vars on Saturday, it was Melksham Town against Crowborough Athletic. Tell us the runners and the riders, Tom. Yeah, and I'm well. I'm glad glad to say that uh, that big crowd was treated to a to a home win. Melksham through to the last sixteen of the FFA following a, a two-one win uh, over Crowborough. Uh, Henry Mugridge uh, for the uh, for the visitors had missed the first half penalty. Uh, and Melksham took uh, command of the match uh, on the hour mark, and it was Mike Perrett who fired them ahead. Uh, another penalty was awarded to the away side, uh, who this time did actually score it through Dan Perry to, to level things up. Uh, and it looked like it was going to end in a draw, but uh, quite late on, uh, a substitute, so uh, yeah, great impact from the bench from Ryan Bowl, uh, scoring seven minutes from time to, to claim the 2 1 win for Melksham, and yeah, they're through to the last 16 and um, doing an absolutely terrific job uh, in, in the vase. It was a wonderful night. At um, at Melksham Town, I say night because obviously it kicked off at three o'clock, but it was pitch black and freezing cold. And by the time that um, the uh, the six hundred and eighty six had a chance to celebrate the game, I was fortunate enough to get there for the second half. It really was a fantastic occasion, and I'd like to take my hat off to um, to Mr. Perrett, who you mentioned in your report there, who rightly scored that first Melksham goal. I had the pleasure of watching a lot of Mike Perrett when he was playing in the Southern League, and um, he was rolling back the years. I, I'd love to know how old he is, actually, but he was playing box-to-box. He was in absolutely fantastic form for Melksham. They're going to be a handful for whoever they meet in the competition. Of course, they meet Tring in the next round. Um, the draw has been made. Newport Isle of Wight were scheduled to play our very own Bradford Town, but that game didn't happen, did it, Tom? No, uh, that was called off on Friday evening, I believe, and I think uh, it's not been confirmed uh, completely, but I'm pretty sure they're playing this Saturday. Um, yeah, from my viewing match. of social media, I believe that yeah. Bradford are going over to um, God's own country, the uh, the Isle mm. of Wight, on um, on Saturday. But, of course, that draw has already been made. Do you have a record of uh, who Bradford could face in the next Indeed. round if they do overcome Newport Isle of Wight? Yeah, I mean, it'll be another another trip for them. They'll take on either Mask, United or Hinkley uh, in the last 16 if they do uh, pass by Newport on Saturday. Excellent stuff. Well, um, for um, those listeners who would like to hear from the Melksham town manager, Kieran Baggs, I did do an interview with him. We've We've um, we've packaged it as a, an FA Vars special um, because uh, we'd like to keep 
the, the weekly podcast um, for, for, well, particularly at this stage of the season, for those clubs who haven't necessarily been on it already. All will be revealed later in the podcast, listeners, as of course it always is. But we have had a fair amount of Melksham on over the past few months. And indeed, in fairness, we've had a fair amount of Bradford Town. Danny Greaves is a regular on the podcast. Um, I will look forward to speaking Danny. to Danny, I am quite sure, after he's been victorious against Newport Isle of Wight, we do look forward to following their progress in this competition next week. But, um, but for now, um, if you would like to hear the Melksham manager, then um, please keep an eye on our usual outlets because there is a, um, an interview there with Kieran Baggs. But for now, we move from the FA Vars into the Premier Division on Saturday, the 6th of January. Um, first three games we have on our list, Bridport, Bridgewater, Brislington Odd Down and Buckland Athletic against Street. What a game that would be. Um, all of those were beaten by the weather. Our first game, our first cab off the rank, Cribs against Hengrove. And uh, Cribs were the winners. Yeah, indeed. A home win there at the Lawns. Uh, 3-1 to Cribs it was. Uh, Sol won Jal Smith. Uh, opened the scoring after just 30 minutes for the home side uh, before Anglove levelled things up uh, through Joe Brimble just before the half-hour mark. Uh, Darren Edwards back in scoring form. Uh, he restored their leads. Uh, Cribs's that is just before uh, half-time. Uh, before Ben Dowdle was having a good season, he had a deal in the goal in the second half. And yeah, 3-1 win for Cribs. Well, we haven't heard from Cribs so far this season. They impressed me an awful lot in last season's Les Phillips Cup final. Of course, I had to take the opportunity to speak to their manager. And we started off by having a chat about that impressive 3-1 win at home to Hengrove Athletic. The Christmas period was uh, was a tough one. Um, we come through it. Um, well, unscathed until we played Brislington on the 30th, which uh, we should have won the game, I think, personally. But we didn't we didn't take our chances, and we got punished for that. Um, and on the weekend, we changed things round, and it, it certainly worked for us. Hank Grover, a good side. They've had some great results recently. Um, and uh, we, we done well, and we, we took our chances this week and come away with a 3-1 win. Because you're handily placed in, in sixth at the moment in the Premier Division. It's an incredibly um, competitive Premier Division, as, um, as regular listeners will, will know. Um, uh, in terms of your expectations for this season, how, how, does that, um, how does that sit with where you wanted Cribs to be? We, our expectations at the start of the season were obviously to finish in that top ten. Obviously, we lost, we lost eight players from last year, which five of them went up to play in the Summer League, which... Which was good for them. Obviously, we've had to rebuild, and uh, we're in a we're in a position now, after in, going into January, where we're sixth position. We've, we have played more games than the teams below us, which they can overtake us. But we'll, we'll be pushing to to stay in that position as, as long as we can, really. I mean, you you were a very difficult side to beat um, last season, weren't you? Culminating in that um, epic final, Les Phillips Cup final uh, against uh, against Melksham. Uh, are you happy with the way that the teams progressed? Yes, definitely. Obviously, we we brought a lot of young lads in. Um, they're adjusting to the league. I'd like to think that they find their feet now at this level because it is a good level. Um, and we got a young group of lads who want to want to play for each other and, and fight for the cause. And I think that's why we've got ma- mainly a lot of our good results recently. So it's all, all, all good at the moment. 
You had a very good run into Christmas. We talked about the sort of the wobble over the festive period where the games are coming thick and fast, of course. But the, that run in to the festive period, you know, you beat um, Shepton Mallet, who were, who were only just below you in the table. Um, you, had a, you had a good win uh, at home to Odd Down, another very good side. You got a point away at Malksham and you thumped um, Cadbury Heath. What do you put that Christmas wobble down to? Availability, really. Um, we, we went for a little little period before we went on this good run where availability was a problem with players not being available one week than they were the following week. So we, we changed the sides round quite a lot. But going into the Christmas period, we, we did start off really well. And uh, I think it was with the heavy pitches and, and the minimum squad we had, it, it did take effect in, in, in Boxing Day and, and the 30th. But that's no excuse. Obviously, we, we drew against Hallam. Um, who who have come on really strong the last few weeks since Rob Stages took over, and uh, Brislington were a physical side, so we, we were quite happy with with what we got, except for the Briz game. But hey, that's football, so we we were happy going into that. Because you've got Well City and Longwell Green coming up. I mean, it, it it wouldn't be fair to those sides to sort of to to say that they're, they're they're nailed on six points. If anything, that would be quite a dangerous mindset to be going into with those games. Yeah, definitely. There's no easy games in this league, um, as as results have shown over the last few weeks. Every every team's competitive, um, and Well City and and Longwell they are down there, but they're good sides, and we will find it hard. And and they're, they're they're scrapping for points at the moment, and obviously we want to keep winning games. So obviously finishing that top six if possible, and they'll be fighting the calls as well as much as us. So it will be two hard games. So if we look back over the, um, uh, over the games that you've played so far, um, which of the teams, not necessarily above you in the table, which of the teams have impressed you the most in the way that they've gone about their football? Um, it's always, I think it's a, the same, similar teams as, as last year, really. You've got your Bradfords, Melksham, um, you've got Buckland, Street. They're all very, very good sides. Um, there's a few more we missed out probably. But it, like I said, it is a competitive league and there's, there's no easy games. And f- finally, I mean, you're still in the Les Phillips Cup. Um, uh, have you got your eyes on getting back to that final and perhaps going one better this season? Yes, definitely. Obviously, it's a nice cup to be in. Um, it is spread out throughout the season. Obviously, we don't play the next round now till February. It keeps all our boys focused on that because um, a lot of teams, when you go out your cups, a lot of players drift away and lose interest. So all our lads are on their toes. They're looking forward to it. So, um, yeah, we'll be aiming to get in that final if possible. Well, I was very impressed with your performance in the last final and um, I think at the time I described you as um, the best-kept secret in the Premier Division. You're, you're, you're going about your business very well and uh, perhaps you're, um, you're, you're retaining that mantle. Yeah, we like to think so. Like I said, we're not, we're not a big club. Uh, we don't get many supporters. We're tucked away uh, in Henbury, and um, that's the way we want it to continue, really. And my thanks to Tony for his time. Um, Hallen, they were at home to Clevedon Town. Yeah, and they found themselves 2-0 down, Hallen. Uh, Lucas Valve and uh, Liam Dempsey had given the, the away side a two-goal lead inside 26 minutes, so they started well. Uh, but then Aaron Anglin reduced the deficit just prior to half-time. Uh, before Daryl Sharman scored an equaliser after the break, um, just minutes after Jack Sell had actually been sent off for Cleveland. So against 10 men, Hallam managed to forge back uh, and claim a, claim a point and there was a two-all draw there. Now, Wellington are a team that always do very well at home, but coming up against Shepton Mallet, they came a cropper. They did indeed. Uh, a 1-0 win for Shepton Mallet, and it was a very early goal, uh, just in the fourth minute of the match. 
uh, Craig Loxton scoring a free kick uh, and a, a, a pretty important, pretty impressive win for uh, Shepton Mallet 1 0 away at Wellington. And finally, in the Premier Division, Will and Rovers. This is one of those fixtures, Tom, that requires the word as well as the score from the video mm. printer. Will and Rovers at home to Wales City. Yeah, indeed. Um, a big seven for, for Will and on the weekend. 7 1 uh, victors over Wales. Uh, there were two goals up inside just nine minutes through Luke Mortimer and Brad Alston. Uh, Fletcher Williams then headed home the third on the half hour, and the game was pretty much over at half time uh, with David Steele. Uh, and Brett Warby adding further goals uh, and then after the break uh, Steele who'd come on during the first half and Josh Searle completed the scoring yeah pretty um, as comprehensive as it comes really 7-1 uh, win for, for Willand and they're very much chasing street at the top of the, uh, the Premier Division Boss we need some supplies for tomorrow oh what's that? It's the helping hand from Toolstation but it's uh... a hand yes it's showing me around the Toolstation website nice yeah I've selected paints cables sealant and plumbing fittings I can check up to the minute stock hit this button thanks hand and it's ready to collect in 20 minutes so get the van can't the hand it can't reach the pedals fair enough click and collect another helping hand from Toolstation your best mate for the job now, moving on to the first division, Bishop Sutton never got a chance to take on Carn Town, so we start with Bishop's Lydiard. They were at home to Armsbury. Yeah, and Bishop's Lydiard came back from uh, from behind on two occasions to claim a tour draw here. Uh, Harry Brock and Greg Parr had twice put the visitors ahead, uh, but then equalisers from firstly James Quick and then Mark Cornish uh, in the 89th minute, Cornish's equaliser coming, uh, meant that, yeah, uh, a share of the spoils and a tour draw there. Yes, and that's the sort of resilience that we applaud on the podcast. And also, Bishop's Lydia are one of those sides that we've not had a chance to talk to so far this season. So I took this opportunity to have a very quick chat with a very busy man, quite possibly the busiest man in the Toolstation Western League. It was Brett Andrews. Well, we started off by talking about that creditable two-all home draw with Almondsbury. Uh, we did well uh, to come back twice. Um, the lads showed good character um, to come from behind twice, especially after sort of a previous two defeats. So I um, was pleased with their efforts. You're right slap bang in the middle of the table, aren't you? 11th out of 22. Is that a fair reflection of your season so far? Um... Yeah, the league never lies, so um, I would say it's a fair reflection. It's been a, a volatile season for us. Um, just difficult to um, put any uh, regular consistency together at this moment in time. What were your expectations at the start of the season? Uh, well, I always hoped to sort of overachieve from the previous year, so I was hoping to sort of uh, break into the top five. Um, still an ambition. Whether that's um, realistically achievable this year, we'll still have, we'll have to see. You've had, a, you've had a difficult Christmas in terms of the, the way that the fixtures have, have, have come up. You've you had to play Canesham, uh, Westbury and, and, and Radstock. Which of those sides and the sides battling out at the top of the table have impressed you the most this season? Uh, I would say Canesham um, look uh, the strongest, um, especially playing with the home advantage of you know um, an artificial pitch. This coming Saturday, we turn our attention to the small matter of the Battle of the Bishops, um, because it's <laughs> Bishops Lydiard against, um, against Bishop Sutton. Um, not only um, do you share the same uh, first name, but of course, actually, they're only one place above you in the table. So it's, um, it, it, you know, it, it's, a, it's a really crucial game for you, isn't it? It is, yeah. Well, every game's pretty important, but uh, yeah, certainly sort of uh, 
the opposition being so close to us in the table is one that we really need to win and uh, obviously with the home advantage hopefully we can make that count on Saturday because you've got home advantage this Saturday you've also got it um, in a week's time when you entertain um, Welton Rovers they're on a good run of form and then it's four consecutive away games is that something that's um, concerning you? No not really um just take each game as it comes um, and, um, you know, we've got to deal with it. I mean, I'm not quite sure how the fixtures secretary works things out at times, um, especially with the tough Christmas period, as you mentioned, that we had. But, um, you know, they've got to be played whether they're played now or whether they're played later in the season. So um, we'll deal with it um, as they come along. And my thanks to Brett Andrews for his time. Now, Cheddar against Wilminster, that never got to, uh, that never got to happen. But Chippenham Park, they entertained Bristol Telephones. Yeah, and it was a, a one-all draw there between those two sides. Not doing the best this season, down in 12th and 13th, uh, respectively. Uh, and they shared the points. Uh, Lewis McCarran scoring for the home side and Donny Golding. Uh, in fact, he scored quite a lot at the start of the season. Um, and he was back on the score sheet for, for the Telephones. And uh, it was a one-all draw there. Corsham Town, they were at home to Chard Town. Yeah, and it was a, a big away win this one for Chard, a 3 0 uh, vic- victory for them, uh, up to eight spot following the win. Uh, and goals uh, coming from Kieran Bailey, Liam Cleo, and Andy Holmes. Now, if you wanted a fixture that encapsulated what the first division of the Tool Station Western League is all about, it would be this one. Devises Town, more on their day than not. Portis Head Town, one of the strongest teams in the division, holding the rest of them up. But it was a two all draw, wasn't it, Tom? Yeah, indeed. Uh, bottom side, Portishead, uh, coming from behind on two occasions, uh, similarly to, uh, to Bishop's Vineyard earlier, uh, to claim a two draw away at uh, Devizes, who up in six. So, yeah, really good result for them. Uh, Jamie Walters opened the scoring for Devizes, uh, with the only goal of the first half, but then less than two minutes uh, after the break, Portishead were back on level terms through James Clark. Uh, Jack Hoffer then scored from long range to put Devizes back in, back in the lead, uh, but then for the second, yeah, second time in the afternoon, Joe Ellis managed to take advantage of a uh, a defensive mix-up to grab a share of the points for Portishead and the 2 draw. Now then, Malmesbury Victoria against Ashton and Backwell United and Radstock Town at home to Kensham Town. Those two matches didn't beat the weather. Sherbourne Town took on Roman Glass St George in a seven-goal thriller. Mm, indeed, yeah. So uh, Sherbourne obviously at the wrong end of the table uh, as opposed to, to Roman Glass who's doing extremely well. And they did eventually run out 4-3 winners, Roman Glass. Uh, they were 3-1 three, three down at half-time, however. Uh, a brace from Tim Trevitt and also a goal from Harry Vanderbilt, uh, putting, putting Sherbourne in, in control of the match. Uh, but then Ken Oney, who's uh, the leading scorer this season, Roman Glass, uh, he came on at half-time and he scored a quick fire double to, to get them back on level terms. Uh, and then late on, Jordan Greenwood uh, snatching victory uh, with a header. And it was a 4-3 yeah, win for Roman Glass and they keep up the base with the top two. Now, this... Uh, next fixture wasn't only the biggest attendance of the First Division, it was the biggest attendance in the First Division and the Premier Division. It was Welton Rovers. They were at home to Westbury United. Could Welton Rovers overcome the upset of that uh, Boxing Day defeat against Radstock Town? Westbury United flying high. Who were going to be the winners, Tom? Uh, it was Westbury, uh, a 3-1 win uh, away from home, and uh, they moved top. Obviously, Kenshin's game being postponed. Uh, Westbury took full advantage there. Uh, they did fall behind early, though, and it was Welton who yeah, took the lead through Joe Batrick, uh, scoring from quite a long distance, soon goal on, on <coughs> social media. A uh, very good goal it was indeed, uh, but, it, but that was all they got, had to show for their, for their efforts. Unfortunately, uh, Westbury fighting back. Jake Hiscox scoring directly from a free kick to level things up. Uh, and then Ricky Holbert and Jamie Jordan uh, scoring 
to add, add to their tally. And it's, uh, yeah, the vital win for them, a 3-1 win away at Welton. Win Canton Town against Old Nabatonians, didn't beat the weather. couple of games in the Gloucester FA Challenge Trophy, Bitten won at home against Chipping Sobbury Town and Hardwick beat our very own Cadbury Heath. Now, we have a look ahead to the week coming and uh, that starts on Wednesday the 10th of January with, in the first division with Bristol Telephones taking on Oldland Abertonians that's a 7.30 kickoff. now we move into the fixtures on Saturday the 13th of January we talked about it at the top of the show it was, F, it was FA Vars action Newport Isle of Wight against Bradford Town Tom do you want to take us through the runners and the riders in the Premier Division? Of course, yeah. Fingers crossed we get a lot more action this week in that uh, left postponement. Uh, we've got Bridgewater Town hosting Bitten. Uh, Clevedon Town, they take on Bridport. Brislington travel to take on Longwell Green Sport. Uh, Melksham Town back at home, they take on Buckland Athletic. Uh, we've got Odd Down versus Chiffing Sodbury Town. Street versus Hallam. Uh, we've got Wellington versus Hengrove. Wells City versus Cribs. And then finally, Willand Rovers, they host Cadbury Heath. And in the first division, Almondsbury at home to Westbury United. Ashton and Bratwell take on Oldland Abertonians. It's the Battle of the Bishops. Bishop Lydiard against Bishop Sutton. Carn Town take on Devizes Town. Chard Town against Sherbourne Town. Cheddar against Radstock Town. Corsham Town against Bristol Telephones. Canesham are at home to Marnsbury, Victoria. Roman Glass St George against Portishead Town. Warminster Town against Chippenham Park. And will Welton Rovers be at the races against Wing? Canton Town. Tom, you've had a couple of seconds to digest that up-and-coming fixture um, schedule. Who are the games that really tickle your fancy? Yeah, I think the, uh, obviously, Melksham, Buckland, um, pretty important game at the top there. Um, obviously, Westbury have just on top of the table. Almondsbury's not the easiest place to go, and they've been getting a couple of results recently, so, uh, yeah, that'll be it. We want to keep the eye on, obviously, Canesham looking to, to move back top with a, a game at home to Malmesbury. Absolutely. I mean, there's so many great games there. I mean, if you've mentioned that um, Melksham Town-Buckland game, that's a really mouth-watering um, prospect. Wellington-Hengrove catches my eye because, of course, those were the two sides that came up last season um, from the First Division. But in the First Division itself, Cheddar versus Radstock Town. Now, yeah, those are two sides are, you know, who have been in good form and who are on their day you know, are a, are a match for anybody. The other thing is that they are close. Those two clubs share a little bit more than geography, it would be fair to say, over the last decade. So um, I think that will be a very entertaining game to be at indeed. Now, do you want to take us through some of the hot shots? Yeah, indeed. So uh, in the Premier Division, uh, Gary Higdon's still leading the way for Melksham. He's got 18 league goals and then the street duo of Steve Murray and David O'Hare, 15 apiece. Uh, in the first division, uh, we've got Matt Brown of Canesham, uh, doing well, 18 goals, uh, and James Rustle on 16 uh, for Radstock, and then on 15 goals, we've had a, a couple of ad- added to Ken O'Neill's tally uh, on the weekend, so from Roman Glass and George, he's on 15 goals, and Dan Kovacs of Westbury United also has 15 league goals. Uh, in all competitions, uh, also we have Steve Murray, um, already mentioned, he has 21 goals uh, in all comps for the street, and uh, Higdon uh, of Melksham, obviously, uh, on 20. And finally, then before we uh, before we move on, um, we've got the uh, the league tables as well. I shall do the Premier Division. Street sitting pretty at the top, twenty one played, fifty three points. Willen Rovers in second, nineteen played, forty seven points. Bradford Town in third, twenty one played, forty five points. Then it's Melksham, twenty one played, forty one points, and then it's Buckland, nineteen played, thirty five points. 
Um, strongest team in the Premier Division holding the rest of the map. Longwell Green Sports, 22 played, 2 points. And above them, it's Well City, 22 played, 12 points. And just above them, Cadbury Heath, only 15 played, uh, 16 points. Tom, can you take us through who's hot and who's not in the First Division? Of course, obviously new leaders uh, at the top of the first division. We've got Westbury United, 25 games played. They've got 54 points. Uh, and then Canesham, uh, a game back, and they've got two two points uh, behind. So they're on 52 points from 24. Uh, and Glass and George Lang out of top three. They've also played 24 like Canesham. They're on 50 points. So those three uh, built a bit of a gap on the rest. Uh, we've got Radstock, Welton on, on four seeking to some fourth and fifth, respectively. So they're both doing well. Uh, towards the bottom, we've got Portishead uh, in 22nd. They've got 14 points from their 23 games. Sherbourne, 17 points from their 22 games. And then uh, Ashton, Backway United and Warminster, both on 21 points. Tom, thank you very much indeed. Now, of course, regular listeners will be expecting the parish notices slot. We don't have anything for you this week. Maybe it's a little bit too close to Christmas. Everybody's just getting themselves sorted out. But uh, if your club does have an event uh, coming up, a fundraiser, a social event, an extravaganza, a band, a speaker, a club night, you let us know and we will publicise it to the Tool Station Western League family. The only thing that remains for me to do uh, on this edition of the podcast is to ask Tom, every week, of course, we talk through your bulletin, Tom. Where can the listeners find it? Yeah, the bulletin uh, on the uh, official Tool Station League website. Uh, along the top, there's a tab with the bulletin. You can download that in PDF or Word format. And finally, Tom, you pen a, uh, a column for the non-league paper every week. Have your words gone in this week? Yeah, managed to, to get some words out on the five or six games from the Premier Division, uh, which happened last weekend. So, yeah, that's in the Step 5 and 6 section at the, uh, in, in the non-league paper. And available in all good bookshops. Oh, yeah, and bad ones too, yeah. Very much so. Tom, thank you very much for your time and your patience. I look forward to catching up with you at the normal time next week. But from Tom and myself, listeners, this has been the Tool Station Western League Podcast.